the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have gotten some incredible reaction to the last two episodes of the Paracast. We were celebrating our 10th anniversary. Of course, we had two weeks ago a roundtable featuring people who had once been guest co-hosts of the show, such as Greg Bishop and Paul Kimball. We had Gogs Mackay. Last week, we had a listener roundtable with Sue and with Ufology and with Stoneheart. And both, by the way, carried over to our After the Paracast podcast, which is part of the Paracast Plus. And I'll tell you all about that later. In any case, Chris, I don't know if you know about this. I got a letter from John Greenwald of the Black Vault, and he wasn't happy about something I said on the show. Now, maybe we should just add him to the list because I get this from time to time. But in this case, it was about the brief time in which they posted the Project Blue Book files and ended up being something that was, I guess, linked from another site or acquired from another site. Now, there have been in the past Project Blue Book posts online, so you can go online and and see all the files that have been released publicly. But John felt, in this case, that what he had access to had a much better, more modern way of searching the data, which is fine. And some of us felt, though, that since we already had Project Blue Book online, maybe he was doing a little grandstanding, and I ragged on him for that. Maybe he should have emphasized in the stories that were quoted about him that this is not something new, it's just a better way of posting the Project Blue Book files. Well, he sent me a link to his original Facebook message on the subject. And yes, indeed, he pointed out that Project Blue Book files have previously been available, and he was only trying to do it in a better way. But evidently, the media, in quoting him, and we all know how that works, Chris, the media didn't mention that troubling fact that this was not something original, but simply a better way to put the things up. What's your position on that, Chris? Well, I think uh, this all occurred on the uh, show with Alejandro. I wasn't on that show, unfortunately. You know, I think um, we owe it to people like John, who's I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. He's one of the few young people in the field. When I say young, I mean uh, people below 40 years old. I think he just turned 30. He's been at this since he was 14. He is, uh, again, I, I can't say enough how much I admire the amount, the just incredible amount of work that he's done. He's already got over a million documents, uh, FOI documents on online at the Black Vault. I think it's an, a wonderful resource for anybody who wants to get into researching and digging into this subject and and find out from his, uh, you know, get his side of, of things instead of assuming that he's grandstanding. I could see why, based on the newspaper coverage, why you uh, anyone would think that. But but again, just to set the record straight, I think it's a good journalistic practice to contact whomever it is that there might be some sort of question about. So I, I don't think he was grandstanding. He sent me a long email explaining exactly what the situation was, and I understand his his indignation. And I, I think he overreacted a little, but, but still, he did express his... Uh, indignation at not being contacted and asked directly. So I think that's a lesson to be learned. Um, Well, part of it is that I think his explanation on the Black Vault site was not as clear as it could have been. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I think that's a large part of it because yeah. it was not a question of what we didn't contact him. It was looking at the site. It wasn't altogether clear what the background was. And I think that didn't help. And maybe he should have been a little more careful. This is the past. Yeah. And let's hope they do find a better way. I mean, yes, if you Google Project Blue Book Files, you'll find them. But a lot of these databases are really old. Right. And this is the problem, for example, we have with the National UFO Reporting Center, where he's got a huge amount of information there, but he's using a 1992 database search engine. Right. And nowadays, you know, you put up online search engines, you could link to Google search, which is what we do on my tech site, technightowl.com. There are so many different ways to search for information. Our message forums have a very advanced search engine. And so these things need to be modernized yeah. so that we can really get the information we want because it really makes it difficult. That's one of the good things about his site is it is very searchable and is very, very well uh, set up. We're going back to John Greenwald's site. We're yeah. not talking again about Peter Davenport's site. But yeah, no. John is a young guy who's trying to make the information as accessible as possible. And he's gotten a lot of these freedom of information documents, which is very good. And by the way, he's got an ally here in the name of John Podesta, who's the head of Hillary Clinton's campaign. And he's been saying over and over again, and this is not something just for the campaign. He wants as much information released as possible from the government archives on yep. UFOs. And Clinton, actually, I read her statement and I thought she was just saying something to placate a reporter or a voter. But she seemed pretty serious about the subject. In fact, I did an editorial on it for the Paracast newsletter. Of course, if she's elected president, and we don't have President Trump or President Cruz or something, whether anything will come of it, I am very doubtful. Yeah, I am too. Although it is known that she did meet with Lawrence Rockefeller uh, in Jackson Hole, I think it was 95. And she was holding a very interesting book titled Are We Alone? So, you know, there there is, like Carter, like, uh, you know, Clinton, it's everybody don't hold your breath. It's pretty doubtful that anything is going to happen. And I, again, I will restate my position. I think most of this information is held in the private sector away from uh, FOIA requests and prying eyes. So it, I think it's a real long shot. And by the way, it's probably not on Hillary Clinton's private email server. <laughs> well... Or maybe it's the ones that she deleted. Remember, she deleted the private emails before giving the government access, which is her privilege. But <laughs> so that wasn't it. And by the way, just a final comment about the email controversy. Do you know that when Colin Powell was Secretary of State, he used an AOL account? Right. Now, where <laughs> does anyone in their right mind believe that AOL is more secure than somebody's private email server? But let's just not do that. Let's get started with our guest. Chris, could you tell us about our guest? Because this is solid research, nuts and bolts, ufology. Well, I'm really happy that finally we have Phyllis Buttinger on the show. I've been wanting to talk with Phyllis for many years. Where Our paths have not really crossed until recently. Uh, I finally got a chance to meet her. She has been working courageously behind the scenes for decades as an analytical chemist. She's been involved in, in testing some pretty notorious materials that have been 
I guess, alleged to have, have, have some sort of potential connection to the UFO phenomenon, including the Delphos uh, case where we had a ring of fluorescing material that fluoresced uh, quite a number of hours after the actual landing event in Delphos, Kansas. Uh, she was able to uh, get a sample and, and test that. She worked with Nancy Talbot on the, uh, the interesting claim by Robert Vanderbroker about the, the piles of magnesium in these crop circles in Holland. A case that I really would like to talk to her about uh, for my own personal uh, interest in the unexplained livestock death uh, phenomenon. She, she determined that uh, pure hemoglobin was found on an animal that was uh, investigated uh, in Oregon. And the list goes on and on. And, and Phyllis has, has, has been someone, uh, an unsung hero. She's not tried to create a cult of personality around herself. She's, she's got the credentials and the, and the work history of a true professional chemist. To have scientists like Phyllis involved in actually testing and um, analyzing materials uh, that are alleged to be... Uh, you know, artifacts uh, and uh, material left behind by craft, I think is very, very important. And she's one of the few people that have actually uh, gotten involved. So uh, welcome to the show, Phyllis. <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me. We'll talk to Phyllis Spunninger in our next segment with Gene and Chris. Of course, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> I know that a lot of our listeners are interested in UFOs, the issue of giant skeletons found in America, paranormal investigations, and what the top researchers think about such topics. One online magazine has been presenting such unusual information since 1985. It is Alternate Perceptions Magazine at apmagazine.info. Use their search function to find articles on just about every topic imaginable. That's apmagazine.info. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. This is an important message to all listeners. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes to the IRS, the tax pros at OIC Tax want to help you. OIC Tax is dedicated to helping taxpayers just like you with their IRS problems. I owed a lot of money to the IRS. I was working long hours and weekends just to make ends meet. To make matters worse, the IRS was about to garnish my wages, and I needed to file several years of back tax returns. Then I called the tax professionals at OIC Tax. They stopped the IRS from garnishing my wages. They even placed my account into the IRS's financial hardship program so I don't have to make any payments to the IRS. That's right, no payments to the IRS while I'm in this program. Call OIC Tax today to see if you qualify for the IRS's hardship program. Call 800-272-9128. Call now and mention you heard this radio commercial and receive 10% off their already low fees. 800-272-9128. That number, 800-272-9128. Call now, 800-272-9128. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. 
If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We have Phyllis Budinger, who was in 2013 MUFON's Ufologist of the Year. And let's talk about her background. She has really an extensive background as a scientist. And then we'll get into some of the case histories that Chris is interested about. Phyllis, Ufologist of the Year, that's like getting an Oscar, isn't it? Yeah, I was quite uh, honored for that. I uh, was surprised. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it there to get the award, but uh, I I certainly acknowledged uh, the board of directors of of MUFON and... uh, yeah, I felt good about that. <laughs> Can you tell us about your scientific background and how that ultimately led to you getting interested in UFOs? Okay, I'm a native Ohioan, and I've got a couple degrees in chemistry, a bachelor's and a master's. And I joined a petroleum company on graduation of getting the master's. And I went up through the ranks till I became a rank of research scientist, a title, and I had 35 years there. And what I did was I headed a group in the end specializing in a discipline called spectroscopy. And most of my industrial experience had been devoted to some facet of troubleshooting and problem solving for the uh, businesses of this petroleum uh, company. And it was not routine-type analysis. While I had an experience in uh, using spectroscopic techniques for those who have a scientific background, uh, I was infrared and nuclear magnetic residence. I also had a uh, working knowledge of most other analytical techniques. It was 
to me uh, that they would bring the problems and I would get the data and put it in front of me and put the puzzle together to solve the problem. And all this time, I had a lifelong interest in the mystery of the UFO phenomenon. I had contemplated and pretty much decided that I wanted to have a small laboratory just to look at the physical traces of anything related to the UFO event. Uh, For instance, I had read a lot of things, and I've never seen an analysis that I deemed was really very good at identifying things, especially I think what really interested me was uh, the angel hair phenomenon. And I says, why didn't they run an infrared spectrum? Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? And uh, I said, I can do that. <laughs> and so anyhow, it was a reason uh, I wanted to get a good analysis on these materials. It was not to prove UFOs exist, because I think there's a lot of ample evidence for this with photographs, but I wanted to uh, find out who who is uh, piloting these craft, and uh, I wanted to find out something about them and the craft. So that's what got me into it. You wonder, uh, why, why was I so interested in UFOs? Uh, it's because I've seen them on, on a few occasions. So, you know, that will spike your interest immediately when you see something unknown and can't explain. Uh, but so anyhow, I'm, I'm trying to find out the why and how. Well, I'd like to focus just briefly here on those sightings. So you've seen UFOs, obviously more than once, but maybe you have one case that seems to be the one that influenced you the most, or maybe there's more than one, but maybe you can tell us about uh, it. Well, of course, you, well, you're impressionable when you're a kid, and... I had to be, I can't remember the age, it was around 10 to 12 years old when I came out of the neighbor's house with my parents. And about, oh, I would guess the distance was, I would say, 500 feet, maybe up 300, 400 feet up. I saw a craft with, it looked like two inverted pie plates. And I saw this, and it was gray in color. And as soon as I spotted, I was looking at it, and it, it boom, disappeared, blinked out. And uh, that got my attention. And uh, then there were other sightings after that. The, the most, the second time that was impressive was in the mid-1990s when I was sitting in a restaurant. It was a beautiful, clear sky. It was about 11 o'clock in the morning, not a cloud, and... I saw a uh, disc going across the sky at uh, about as fast as a jet. It was going perfectly straight, and then all of a sudden, it blinked out. And when it blinked out, it's like you look at a light bulb and you see the negative uh, impression of it, and it and it, um, it it sort of bounced around and it disappeared. It was uh, it that was the more the other ones. Um, were iffy. I'm sure that uh, I think they were UFOs, but I, you know, they were not that. They were very, a very far distance with multicolored lights on them and hovering. So that's about the type of things I saw and uh, uh, quite uh, inspired me to do what I'm doing. Now, did you come to any conclusions about what was causing these things, or did you just accept it as something that's really weird? Um, 
of course, I had been reading a lot over the years. I was, you might call it, an arm, armchair ufologist. I did not actively participate uh, in the field at that time. But I had read quite a bit, and there was, uh, I was pretty convinced that uh, these were of another intelligence. Uh, what it is, I didn't know, but I knew it was somebody either visiting here or coming here dimensionally. And uh, uh, in, I became more convinced uh, as I got actively involved talking to people, uh, anything from the military uh, to all pe- people of all walks of life. And uh, even my doctor saw one close up. And so, you know, it was <laughs> when you have that many witnesses. And when people heard of my interest, they would come up to me and tell me their experiences, and there were experiences in my own family where my aunt saw one land, and so and my nephew saw one that blinked out. The case close. involving a landing, and we have about a minute left with this segment, so we may want to pursue that. Can you briefly tell us about it? Uh, my aunt uh, saw one. Uh, she went to bed at night, and all of a sudden, the whole bedroom lit up, and she lived in a rural area. They had about 40, or 40 50 acres of land. And she saw this object, uh, got up, saw this object just slowly land behind the woods and uh, in, in behind the trees and the uh, distance away. And uh, she didn't say anything until the next morning. And uh, she told my uncle about it, and he did go out there, but I don't think he found anything. And this was years and years ago, so so he didn't find anything. So, um, but she had seen something. So that's about all I know about it. And uh, this was also in in Ohio. Yes. Uh huh. This is yeah in Ohio, Northeast Ohio. Let's do our break now. We've got a lot more to talk about with Phyllis Buttinger. She was MUFON's 2013. Ufologist of the Year. Of course, I never win awards. I actually won one journalism award one time. I don't want to boast about it because, you know, it was just a little thing and I didn't get anything more than an email about it. In any case, with Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Planning to buy food storage? Wait a minute. Many companies try to confuse you with the number of servings they sell. It's not about the number of servings. It's about the number of calories. In emergencies, calories mean survival. Go to ReadySupplyFoods.com for a comparison of leading companies. Ready Supply Foods sells the most calories per dollar of any company. Our 23 entrees and breakfasts are delicious and full of nutritious calories. The new leader in value and quality. Go to ReadySupplyFoods.com today. Are you tired of the cold this winter? Are you prepared for the next blizzard or snowstorm? What will you do when the power and heat go off? That could be our future. Fortress Clothing's Bug Out Bag with our head-to-toe solution is your one-step answer to survival in the cold. It doesn't expire, it doesn't go bad, it's lightweight and mobile, and it doesn't just sit on the shelf waiting for an emergency. You can use Fortress today. Be warm and comfortable if you or your family work in the cold. Be warm and comfortable while you play, hunt, fish, camp, ski, paraglide, go sledding with the family, or just shovel the walks. You will never be cold again. FortressClothing.com is the answer. Your emergency preparedness solution to the cold. Your solution to working or playing in the cold. Visit us at FortressClothing.com and enter RADIO. Buy now and receive your 20% off discount. You will never be cold again. FortressClothing.com. It could save your life one day. This is Sharon Hunt. Before using heart and body extract, my energy level was very, very low. I could only walk a few feet and then would have to sit down. I was tired and lethargic. But after taking heart and body extract, my energy level has improved greatly, and I can now walk longer distances without getting tired so fast. Thank you, heart and body extract. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Chris, have you ever won an award for anything? Well, yeah, actually, I have. Uh, uh, in 2012, I co-produced a a compilation film called It Could Happen Tomorrow, which uh, distilled about 25 hours of of dialogues uh, between ufologists on disclosure down to a 75-minute piece. And we won the uh, the International UFO Congress EB Awards for feature Best Feature Film and the People's Choice Award. So I've got two alien Oscars that I keep on the lower shelf facing the wall because they, they kind of creep me out. 
Uh, well, hey, it's like an Oscar. It's as close as you can get in this field. Phyllis Budinger is with us, and we were talking to her about her background in investigating UFO cases. Yeah. Now, say I'm coming into this as a skeptic, and I say, Phyllis, if you had one case to present with evidence that would demonstrate once and for all something weird is really going on, something that you've personally investigated, what case would you talk about? Well, I think some of the highly visible cases, um, uh, the Delphos, Kansas case, the Betty Hildreth, and uh, uh, those are the most well-known cases, and uh, I'm convinced something happened. Uh, now, I cannot prove anything. I can't prove it's alien, but the, the substances that I found shouldn't have been there. I find things that shouldn't be there, and there's no... Uh, explanation for why they should be there and uh it's bizarre it's something i know something bizarre has happened and why is that why did this happen and and why is this there and so anyhow uh those two cases stand out there's another case that happened in poland that has me perplexed that is an interesting one it came through blt research but it's uh, a case where a ufo landed and deposited a uh, vitrified rock. And this vitrified rock, it was observed by a um, old grandmother. This is a rural area in Poland, and she happened to be awake at night. And she was in her bedroom, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and she saw this red object slowly, very slowly descend uh, way at the end of the field. She told her family about it. She lived with her son and his family th uh, the next morning, and her teenage uh, grandson went back there to check it out, and he saw flattened grass, and he saw in a circle, an elliptical circle, these stones. So he took one stone back to the farmhouse, and um, he went with a wheelbarrow the next day to get the stones, and they were gone. And nobody knew about them. They hadn't told anybody. And uh, so they were completely gone. But this stone, sort of reminiscent of the Delphos effect, this stone uh, glowed for six months. Wow. And uh, I happened to look at that with a, a good friend of mine. He's a late Nick writer who has done a lot of work in the UFO field, too. And it was uh, found to be vitrified soil. And it was not from that area. It was from some other area because we looked at the control soils from that land. You know, I have no explanation. It's perplexing. Why would vitrified soil be put there and then disappear and be deposited and obviously deposited from somewhere else? So were you, uh, able, were you able to determine what was the cause of the uh, of, of the fluorescing or, or glowing? I have speculations and theories, just like. It, I think it was the same effect that caused the glowing of the Delphos ring. Uh, these craft apparently have a field around them, an ionizing field. Uh, people smell ozone. Well, that's because it's probably causing oxygen in the air to, uh, to form ozone. Uh, some claim nitrates are, are around. Uh, so, um, therefore, um, it also would cause... The material, like in Delphos, that was being deposited, 
to probably fluoresce or chemiluminesce for a day or so. And I think the same effect happened with these rocks, that they were exposed to this field and that they glowed or chemiluminesced for quite a while. So that's my speculation. Right. Uh, well, so, why don't we see more of that um, uh, in the literature? We we have quite a number of you know alleged landing cases uh, from all over the world uh, from the forties on. Of course, they've been. I think uh, they're not landing as much apparently as they used to. But uh, we only have a number of cases where f- uh, fluorescing material has been observed and and left behind. Uh, the Delphos case and the cases in Poland that you mentioned are are, are notable ones. But yeah. are there any other cases? Uh, not that-, that I know of. The only other ones. Uh, that I know of is uh, that it's not chemiluminescing, but it's like I mentioned, is the uh, formation of ozone or people. There's been a number of people claim that they have smelled ozone in the air if they've yeah. been anywhere near these things. So, I, so I think it's all the, the field on this craft is causing this. So um, that's my speculation. Well, we have about three minutes for the segment, but let me ask you. Kind of an outsider question here. Any possibility the craft that's putting forth this effect might actually be some kind of test aircraft instead of something that may have a possible alien origin? Well, that's a pure speculation. Um, I'm I'm not going to rule it out, but I I think these craft have been seen for a long time, and uh, uh, maybe some are. I don't, but uh, I don't think Delphos was. Yeah. And uh, so well, when we come back, um, let's go ahead and give some of our newer listeners who may not be familiar with the Delphos case um, a thumbnail sketch of it, and then describe uh, what you did to um, uh, somehow almost magically obtain one of the the few rare samples that um, that existed uh, that were gathered from the case. Uh, it's an interesting story how you got uh, that particular sample. But let's uh, go ahead and give our new listeners uh, a better understanding of the case. Let's do this here. We have about a minute and a half, two minutes. Phyllis, why don't you start with a brief on the Delphos, Kansas case, and then we can explore it further in our next segment. And I'll, if you go on for about two minutes or so, I think it'll work fine. Go ahead, please. Okay. Well, probably should explain uh, the case. I can set the stage. Uh, it's in it's in Delphos, Kansas, which is a very small population back then. It's about 370. And it happened on November 2nd, 1971, in the evening, about 7. Um, it was a full moon and a clear sky. And a teenager, 16-year-old Ron Johnson, was tending to his sheep. And um, his mom had just called him in for dinner. And suddenly he heard a sound like an old washing machine which vibrates. And about 25 years, 25 yards away, he saw a mushroom-shaped object which was hovering two to five feet from the ground, uh, roughly nine feet in diameter and 10 feet high with a, a mass of multicolored lights covering its surface. And it seemed to be depositing a shimmering material. And the uh, UFO remained several minutes. Uh, then the glow of the base of the object at the base, um, it brightened and enlarged. And then it departed uh, with a real high-pitched sound. 
and uh, the sound was like a jet aircraft. Uh, he was blinded for several minutes, and when his sight came back, he saw the UFO departing and uh, went, was going to the south. He, he was very frightened. He got his parents and brought them out, and they all three witnessed it departing. Okay, we will continue with the 1971 Delphos, Kansas UFO landing and the aftermath, which is just fascinating. Listeners, I'm going to urge you to take a peek at plus.theparacast.com. That is a real internet address, plus.theparacast.com, to learn more about our premium package and about our exclusive After the Paracast podcast. Phyllis Budinger will be back on the other side with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Conspiracy Journal is your number one source for the hidden world of the weird and strange. We bring you thought-provoking and controversial material for free-thinking individuals who are seeking what is really going on in our world today. Some of this material may adversely affect you. Other pieces are meant to enlighten. Either way, be prepared to be intrigued by such things as the reality of UFOs, ghosts, strange creatures from time and space, hidden conspiracies, time travel, Nikola Tesla, suppressed technology, and a whole lot more. You can find out more by visiting our website at conspiracyjournal.com. There you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter sent directly to your email address. Find out what they don't want you to know. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't take on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. I'm Jesse Gonzalez, Vice President of Kmart. Do you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States? Or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? But you can help. Join me in Kmart for the March for Babies Walk. We'll work together to raise funds for research and programs that help the marginalized fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. My name is Don Wiskin. In 1994, I lost my 62-year-old father to complications of bypass surgery. In 1977, my 44-year-old brother was found dead in his apartment. He suffered a heart attack. 
In January of 98, my mother had a stroke and passed away in her bed. 21 days later, my 53-year-old brother passed away on his arrival to the hospital. He waited too long. In June that same year, I almost joined them at 42. What did I do? I took a seven-herb formula I now call Extendivite made from garlic, cayenne, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, hawthorn, milk thistle, and valerian. Based on German studies of natural medicine, Extendivite is designed to clear blocked arteries, clean the toxins from your blood, and improve your immune system. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website, heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend Ovite. Don't know what's in your drinking water? Better get a ProPure. With the Pro One G 2.0 all-in-one filter, remove over 200 contaminants, including fluoride and lead. Taste water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure water filtration products. There's a ProPure system for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details on our current free shipping special or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So we're talking here about one of the spectacular cases of UFO history, 1971, Delphos, Kansas, a 16-year-old boy. And I see a picture of him here with this really nice-looking white dog. Mm-hmm. His dog was there, too. Okay. Was say, yeah. Too bad the dog's not around. Is Ron Johnson still around to talk about this? He Ron wouldn't... Johnson is still around. He's now, what is, late 50s or so, and he sure. will not talk about the case. He doesn't want anything to do with it. And in fact, he has uh, covered the landing site, the circle that was left, and uh, he covered it up. But uh, that's it. If I think the only person he would talk to about it would be Ted Phillips, who is the principal investigator uh, of the case. And, by the way, uh, you were mentioning John Greenwald's Black Vault website. He has archived about 60 of my reports. Unfortunately, I have not sent the rest to him. I had a, a personal illness at the time, and I have not sent uh, got back to that. But they are archived, 60 of my reports, on the Black Vault web- website. So if anyone wants to wade through all the analysis of some of these, you can go there. I would recommend that. Did he talk to you, Ron Johnson, or does that mean he cut off contact with everyone? No, no. um, This was all... Ted Phillips did all of the uh, investigating on this, and I've never talked to him. And I've worked with Ted Phillips. uh, We had long discussions on this, and I've met Ted. Ted's been here a few times, and... and, uh, uh, he he did an excellent job of sample collecting. But uh, this, at a time, I analyzed the samples about, uh, oh gosh, uh, 27 years later uh, after I found them. And uh, this was actually my uh, introduction or resume into the analysis of uh, UFO-related su- substances. I was about to retire and uh, I decided I was going to do this, and so you pick a, a very good case to uh, investigate or to analyze. And uh, I got a hold of Ted Phillips, 
And it was very funny. Well, he says, I don't know where there's any samples. And um, I went to a meeting uh, in Ohio, on a, uh, the first MUFON meeting, as a matter of fact. And I met a man there. You might know him. He's an icon. It was uh, John Timmerman. And John Timmerman, who has recently passed away, uh, came up and started talking to me. And that man was amazing. He had... Uh, he had all the information about me and what I was doing and so forth inside of uh, uh, 15 minutes. And I mentioned the Delphos uh, samples. He says, oh, he said, I have some of those in my carport garage. And he lives, by the way, near Delphos, Ohio, which was kind of funny. But anyway, uh, he says, I can send them to you. And he had a lot of physical trace evidence, as I understand, because he was on the KUFOS board of directors or whatever. Uh, he was involved with that, and they moved their office, so he took all the physical trace evidence and stored it at his home. And uh, so that's how I got the samples. But fortunately, I was still working. I was about to leave, and uh, the, the lab was moving to another city, too. And so I uh, had, the workload was down, and so I had advantage of an access to just about any analytical instrument I wanted, and people were running some of the tests for me. So I, I really uh, did an in-depth analysis on it. I think there's a 50-60 page report on it. But, yeah, so it was... Uh, uh, that's basically the story. I don't know if uh, when we were, when I was discussing the base, the uh, background of the case, if um, uh, I mentioned that that uh, you already alluded to it that the ring was glowing. We mentioned that previously, and there was luminescence on the trees. But uh, his parents touched the ring, and uh, they had numbing effects. And his mother, uh, mother's numbness lasted to the day she died in the 1990s. And she took a picture with a Polaroid camera, and it took about uh, it was at about an hour after the uh, the uh, deposit was laid, uh, laid down, and uh, it was glowing. And the light of the glowing, what she had no flash. The light of the glowing was enough to uh, show the ring, which was I thought was interesting. But anyway. Personally, I call this the toxic waste dump event because of the uh, problems it caused the parents. Well, I, I, I had forgotten that detail, that they had gotten uh, numbness that lasted uh, years. I, I yeah. totally forgot about that. Uh, were there any sort of um, determinations made by medical uh, people? Uh, you know, I, I don't have that information. Um because that's that's very unusual. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, there was a toxic material in there, and, and as I, I as I uh, analyzed it, I could speculate that the, the deposit consisted of um, folic acids, which is really a water soluble humate, and it had uh, oxalic acid. And I think the oxalic acid was what caused the numbness and the burn, because that's that is rather toxic if you touch it. Now, some of these materials are, are degradation products of plant material, but this was uh, in too high of concentrations to have been, uh, you know, uh, deposited by plant. It, and it was, it was uh, 
deposited as a liquid, a water solution, and all the controls samples around it did not have these materials. When you're analyzing something like this, which is several decades old, mm-hmm. and we all talk about chain of custody, obviously there are strong possibility here that whatever you got was probably contaminated along the way, wouldn't you think? Well, these were tightly sealed in film canisters, and they were taken, and there was information with them, they were taken by Ted Phillips two months after the event. And not only that, you know, Ted is from Missouri, and he was a civil engineer at the time. It was packed in Missouri roadmap fragments. And uh, he acknowledged that, yeah, he took those, and uh, his writing, handwriting was on them. And so I'm pretty sure that was the real McCoy. Yeah. Those were the samples that uh, were given uh, J. Allen Hynek, if I, if I remember correctly. Of course, he was the one that started the Center for UFO Studies, uh, mm-hmm. where the samples uh, were obtained by Tint, um, uh, Timmerman. Uh, yeah. Now, Hynek, I, I recall seeing pictures of Hynek and Phillips at the site, and the one, you know, there are several things about the case that are that are. <laughs> Quite interesting. One is the the impact on the environment that that particular event had. It it adversely affected the environment uh, mm-hmm. uh, for for decades, uh, if not mm-hmm. uh, permanently. Yeah, nothing and, and, would grow. Yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing would grow, would grow there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also impacted uh, nearby vegetation. But the other thing is the fact that the glow uh, was there almost a full day. Yeah, yeah. After that, uh, yeah. which is, <laughs> that is uh, a real head-scratcher in and of yeah. itself. So what kind of test did you perform, uh, gas spectrometry? Uh, spec- <laughs> no, uh, I had, uh, I just put about everything into it. I, now, I don't have the report in front of me, but yeah. if you want the whole uh, analytical uh anagrams, what do I want to speak? There was infrared. There was nuclear magnetic residence. There was um, ICP, which is inductively uh, coupled plasma for elemental. There was EDS, which is also another elemental technique. Uh, I did extractions. I can't remember if we did any chromatography on that. I have to look up. There was UV... uh, Oh gosh! Now, did you find anything in the test results from Delphos that could be a potential tie-in with the Poland case? Uh, were there any similarities? Were there any any commonalities, if you will? Just the just the after effects, the glowing. That was the only thing. Those, as far as physical substances were, no, uh, no, there was no. These were two different things. So. Yeah. So and that that's what I'm thinking is giving a clue to the propulsion system of these things. We're going to do our break now. Let me okay. remind you, we have a second radio show called After the Powercast. The only way to get it is to subscribe to the Powercast Plus at plus.thepowercast.com. We also offer an ad-free version of this show with better audio quality. We're going to start adding ad-free versions of the original classic episodes of the Powercast plus.theparacast.com. Phyllis Buttinger is with us. Nuts and bolts, UFO research. More to come with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call a place for mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Let's continue. We were talking here about the Delphos, Kansas UFO case from 1971, where Phyllis did, I guess we call it a forensic analysis. You were the CSI person for this? Well, I don't know if. I did analytical chemistry on it. I, I don't. Yeah, I suppose you could call it a forensic analysis. It's a death. Remember here, we're looking at the side effects of what's happening there. Yeah. And so we don't know where that happened. Is there anything that you're aware of, based on your experience in the conventional world, that would produce similar effects? Anything at all? Nothing at all. It's why it's bizarre. And so some that would argue, okay, this is degraded plants and stuff like that. No. No, it definitely is not, because those are the type of materials that they degrade to. The fact is, these are water-soluble humates, fulvic acid, oxalic acid, and these were not found in the controls. And I I think this could possibly be uh, related um, to some kind of a bio, uh, biological thing or a process uh, that was some related to whatever the, uh, the process they were doing. It was the uh, decomposed components or whatever it was. I think I should get that a little better. Maybe you better back that up. 
Oh, maybe they just decided it was time to uh, to dump the bilge uh, to lighten yeah, their load. That's, and- <laughs> that's my thing. I think they're waste products. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking that it could be maybe something like hydroponics. And, Interesting. Uh, so it could have been some sort of growth medium that was uh, kind of beyond its uh, its uh, expiration date, and they decided to dump that plus. Uh, yeah. Some of the excretions that the uh, aliens scrape off their skins and uh, probably store in very smelly vats and then uh, dump it yeah. out the bottle. By the way, this did have an odor, yeah. <laughs> it did have yeah. an odor. Interesting. I, I didn't recall. Yeah. I don't recall some, some remembering people, that. Some people complained of sulfur odor. Now, in trace amounts, there were other things. Uh, I think they found a trace amount of mercaptin, which is a smelly compound. But these were in trace amounts, and there were trace. So uh, you didn't find those in the control samples, uh, I'm assuming. Oh no, no, yeah. no, no. Well, the, I, I remember meeting uh, Ted many years ago, and almost the first case out of his mouth. Uh, at that point, he was uh, like six thousand cases he'd been involved with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first case out of his mouth was Delphos. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that I think, without question, uh, is uh, yeah. his most intriguing and um, sensational case out of all the landing trace cases that he allegedly has has compiled. Uh, I think he's around 7,000 now, maybe more. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when was the last time you talked to Ted? Uh, we've been trying to get him back on the show, uh, get a little sense of what's going on at the uh, his so-called Marley Woods case mm-hmm. that he's been working on for 20-plus years. When was the last time you talked to him? Uh, how's he doing? Uh, now, uh, I had sent some emails back and forth about a couple years ago, and I've been meaning to get back to him to see how he's doing. I know he's had some uh, physical problems. You know, he's right. in his early 70s now. Yeah. And that uh, he was uh, um, doctoring for. Um, he uh, is also um, uh, not really... Um, giving interviews that much anymore. So, yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've found that out. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's been on the show, uh, and he was going to put up a website and, and start publishing some some of the results from his many years at that uh, that infamous case. Has he ever contacted you about any sort of trace evidence or any sort of work that uh, comes down, you know, in your particular area of expertise from the Marley Woods uh, case? Uh, occasionally he has on a couple things on some cases that he's been on, and uh, I can't remember specifics because I didn't find anything on these particular things, uh-huh. and so um, I, I don't think I even wrote, wrote a report on them. But, yeah, he has contacted me on a few things. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's good to know that uh, Ted at least is uh, still, uh, I guess, up and at him. Uh yeah. I, I just I remember the some of the pictures uh, from back in the day when when he was a kid, you know. Yeah, kinda, yeah, with the beetle haircut. Yeah, with the beetle haircut, tramping around with uh, Jacques Vallée and uh, yeah, and uh, Alan Hynek. I I had the uh, unique uh, and I guess you know I can I can die a happy man. Uh, uh, I met uh, finally uh, Jacques Vallée at the recent International UFO mm. Congress, so my my questionable uh, ufological life is now complete. <laughs> oh wow, that's the one person I haven't met, and I, uh. <laughs> I, I wish I would have had had the fortune to meet Heineck when he was alive too. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah, I had 
several meetings with Heinick, and the most interesting one, and I'll give you an example of this, this was really fun, where I introduced him to Charles Berlitz, who wrote The Bermuda Triangle mm-hmm. and was co-author of the first book on Roswell. Mm-hmm. And the question that Heinick asked him was, how can I get more interest, more sales for my books? What do I have to do? He was asking him for advice because Berlitz had written best-selling books and had done very well with it. It was really interesting. It was kind of fun to watch these two guys go back and forth for, I don't know, about a half hour or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, okay, so looking at Delphos, Kansas, you've done all this work, but you couldn't say, even though these materials are original or unique, that this is ironclad evidence of a possible extraterrestrial origin of UFOs, right? That's right. Uh, all I know is something bizarre happened, and you and you, you try to rule out everything else. And once your the common explanations fail, you know you have something bizarre going on. You can't explain why is that there? Why did they drop it? You know, so that's <laughs> the type of thing you run into. Perfect example. And maybe it was just an effort to get the Earthlings wondering what they were dropping and why. Yeah, I wouldn't Ted, say I wouldn't say ET has a sense of humor, though. No, I don't think so. Uh, Ted did tell me he thought that the, the the thing was in trouble, the craft was in trouble, and they had to get rid of it. I, but you know that was a speculation on his part. That he told me that some years ago. Well, I used so. to joke about UFO crashes, especially Roswell, being the result of ET using the lowest bidder. And building their <laughs> spacecraft for interstellar travel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good enough for government work, though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, here's uh, I have uh, as soon as we posted uh, that you were going to be on the show. Uh, of course, you know we have a very active forum community at forum.theparacast.com, and if folks go go and register and sign up for the forum and everything they can ask questions of our guests so we have a number of questions here and and this is something that that I uh, became involved with this particular aspect of um, of anomalous sites shall we say I was involved with uh, with left 11 good and BLT research in the um, the bovine excision site uh, study. And one of the things that we found around the animal, in, in one case that uh, that I was the field person uh, and collected um, samples and, and, and whatnot, was extreme elevation uh, of levels of magnetite. And um, around the animal, there was a 300% uh, increase. If I remember correctly, it might have been 600% right at the animal and then uh, down to 300% increase in the amount of magnetite, and this was directly around the, uh, this particular mutilated uh, cow in Colorado. And then as we went out to 50 feet, then boom, um, the levels of magnetite went down to, to, um, to, control, to control levels. Have you done any sort of work um, on this whole idea of uh, magnetite being somehow uh, concentrated around landing sites, uh, any sort of trace evidence cases, and, and in, in this case, cattle mutilations? Yeah, and um, I've, um, in fact, uh, I've just done some uh, recently. I was out to the Travis Walton site in November. That's a good cliffhanger, Phyllis. We're okay. going to find out what you found 
at the Travis Walton site and the issues with regard to mutilations in our next segment with Phyllis Buttinger. And Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich, working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Before using hardened body extract, my energy level was very, very low. I could only walk a few feet and then would have to sit down. I was tired and lethargic. But after taking hardened body extract, my energy level has improved greatly, and I can now walk longer distances without getting tired so fast. Thank you, hardened body extract. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com. Hi, Pat Matthews again. I want to talk to you about selling online. And when I say selling, I'm talking about your home, your car, and even buying a house or a new set of wheels. There's a new kid in town, and that's buysellmakeoffer.com. The revolution has already begun, and I invite you to be a part of it. You see, get in on the ground floor because buysellmakeoffer.com never charges item fees. Can you imagine what the other guys might charge you for selling a car on their site? let alone a house. Well, buysellmakeoffer.com doesn't do that. And you can use Skype and YouTube videos to sell your products, big or small. Go right now to buysellmakeoffer.com and set up your account. For as little as $7.95 per month, you can sell up to 50 items, and they'll give you the first 30 days free just to try it out. Remember, no per-item fees. Join the revolution today. Buysellmakeoffer.com. And tell them Pat Matthews sent you. This is Dan Pillett. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, 
There's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I noticed Chris is using a kinder, gentler Paracast stinger. All right. Phyllis Budinger is joining us. We're talking about some research into cattle mutilations. And you also mentioned going to the site of the Travis Walton abduction. Phyllis, tell us more. Yeah, well, uh, I've been there twice now. And um, the second time, I collected some soil samples. Now, the problem is that they're 40 years. They've been weathered 40 years, and they there's been a forest fire through there. Uh, I don't know if I'll find anything. The analysis isn't done yet. I, I have a lot of data to, to uh, check on. Uh, I'm going to send it for soil assay, um, uh, and I've got some other tests that I'm going to send submit it for. But um, I did do the um, magnetite test, and I did find right around the site where the craft was, there's a little higher level of magnetite. I found it in other soil samples from other sites. Also, uh, the Bentwaters case, the chemist that worked on that also found higher levels of magnetite around the, the uh, craft. I think they're ferrites, natural um, iron-containing particles that are in all soils. But for some reason, they concentrate at the site. We speculate what it might be. But again, it's uh, we speculate that it's uh, a magnetic effect from the craft propulsion uh, system. This might must have a heck of a power system because it's to be able to attract particles close, you know, to it and uh, to the site through the soil. And this is what we're thinking. I'm working with a, another chemist uh, on the East Coast who uh, basically that's what his speculation was. There was one speculation by Levengood that it was uh, meteoric dust, but I don't believe that one. In fact, I am sending some of this magnetite from a, a case in Montana for an analysis to see if it is meteoric dust, but I just want to put that one to rest. But I think it's the ferrites that are naturally in, in the soil. Well, this this I, all of a sudden I just had a um, <laughs> light bulb go off over my head. If this magnetic event is drawing magnetite to some sort of central point, shouldn't the levels of magnetite dip down dramatically at a certain point before going back up uh, to control levels? Because you're you're attracting magnetite from an area, and it's leaving that particular, uh, let's say, a ring around the area. So shouldn't mm-hmm. shouldn't the levels be, uh, you know, uh, highly um, elevated around the event, and then they should fall off because that's yeah. the material that's being drawn to the event, and then it should go back up to control levels, right? That's a good question because um, something I I have not have, I don't have enough data to look uh, to see if that's true, Um, and I'm going to look at it from that aspect. 
No, that, that is a very good question, and uh, I can't tell you uh, for sure because uh, I'll just have to look at the data. Now, I have it from uh, one, two, two or three other sites. And, yeah, I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna look at the data too in the bovine excision site study, because I took I I took samples from uh, actually right at the animal, every five feet out to fifty feet, and then I think 150 feet, and then control a mile away, in four directions. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That's good. So yeah, that was, it cost a lot to send all that dirt. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, Chris, while you're talking, something occurs to me. Are we looking here at some kind of comparison between the mutilations and UFOs that might be favorable, or is it just two different types of cases but trying to do similar things and getting solid evidence? Well, you know, there's no real consistency. Uh, My case happened to feature elevated levels of magnetite. Not all cases do. So if there was consistency through the data, you know, then we'd have something to hang our hat on. But if if one case is going to be, you know, dramatically different from another, obviously you're not going to be able to make any any real educated, um, come up with any educated hypotheses based on inconsistent data. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Phyllis, but I mean, if all this stuff was was, you know, we we had the same exact repeatable or replicated uh, uh, data sets after analysis, then then we would have something to go on. But it's it's still there's no consistency. Some cases have it, some don't. Other cases have elevated levels of uh, like um, like she mentioned. You know the, the Elfos case have elevated levels of natural naturally occurring um, elements that are you know a strange combination that shouldn't be there. So until we get consistency. And until we can actually go into a case and be able to determine beforehand what we're going to find, which is how kind of science works, um, and replicate that uh, that data and you know prove out the hypothesis, and we're you know we're still gathering data. <laughs> you know, in some cases, I think that maybe the animal was dropped from a height. There was evidence for some animals having been dropped, so then yeah. the the craft would not have landed. Maybe in some cases it landed. Yeah, good point. I've had cases where animals have had their horns driven into the ground, even snapped off, all the upper side ribs uh, broken right against the spine, which would indicate uh, the animal was dropped from at least 40 or 50 feet, uh, if not higher. So, yeah, that's a good point. Now, speaking on the mutilation, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I moved, Phyllis, to uh, Arizona was to get away from mutilation cases like I had to deal with in Colorado, because Arizona has, has not been hit officially that many times over the years, although there were cases around, right around the time that Travis got taken, <laughs> interestingly yeah. enough. I just had uh, someone send me an article from the Arizona Daily Sun that there there's a ranch 30 miles from me that they had just had uh, a number of cases uh, recently, and, and the lady claims that she's been having them every year. It's a cost of doing business. There was a claim that uh, three elk were found in, in August uh, in emulated condition on, on the ranch there. And it's surrounded by Hopi Ranch land, which is interesting. And right through the middle is Diablo Canyon, which is probably where these cases are occurring. Yeah. So, you know, what you banish, you invoke. I've been trying to call this woman and, and get uh, permission to come up there and stuff, but um, I'm not being taken seriously, evidently. Now, you were involved in, I think, two cases, if I'm not mistaken, definitely one, uh, where you determined pure hemoglobin was found on an animal in one case in Oregon, I think in the early 2000s, if I'm not mistaken, or 
And then wasn't there another one, I think? That's the only one that I found, hemoglobin. I would like to see if other cases. I, I think on that, it, it is pure hemoglobin, yeah. But I think regarding its source, I think the jury is still out because, first of all, I uh, I don't have background in the biological sciences, but and I, yet I have questions. Um, was I was like, was there some sort of capillary separation of the blood on the dead animal uh, and hair, or could there have been natural processes such as a bacterial attack on the blood just leaving the hemoglobin? Right. And I think those things should be checked out. And uh, also, it would be nice to have some blood for some more animals uh, and to, to see if it's still hemoglobin. And the problem with that one was I only had uh, sub-milligram levels of the sample. Let's do our break here, and then we'll continue with this analysis. With okay. Gina and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with Principal Office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral! Don't pick on the IRS alone! I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely! We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral! Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Hey, I rode the elevator with you, but I don't work on the upper floors. 
I just want to squeeze in there right next to you. So the RFID scanner in my pocket can capture all your personal information. Your debit and credit cards, even your work ID badge. So your identity is now my identity. Going up, so am I. For over 10 years, ID Stronghold has pioneered RFID blocking wallets and ID badge holders for consumers, the U.S. military, and even the executive office of the president. Shouldn't you be protected too? ID Stronghold wallets cost about the same as wallets in most stores, but give you extra protection. I'm Wal Augustinowitz, founder and CEO of ID Stronghold. Don't be a victim of electronic pickpocketing. Protect yourself from crimes you can't see with ID Stronghold wallets, card sleeves, and purses. Visit IDStronghold.com and get the original RFID blocking wallets and badge holders. IDStronghold.com Destroy harmful bacteria, allergens, bed bugs, dust mites, fleas in your home with the Ladybug Steam Vapor System. The Ladybug dies deep on surfaces without any toxic residue. Traditional control agents contain toxic chemicals which do more harm than good. Sanitize and disinfect using just water. Quick, fast, and surprisingly easy. Find out more now by calling 800-997-6584. Ask for Randy. That's 800-997-6584. Or go to advap.com slash GCN. That's advap.com slash GCN. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So Phyllis Spottinger is immersed here in an analysis of evidence. Can you go on, please? Okay, like I said, I had sub-milligram quantities of samples. It was just little flecks of blood, and I would feel better if I would have, would have had more blood to work with and also from other cases. But there's no question that was hemoglobin, but there could have been other reasons. So, again, it needs more investigation. <laughs> right. Other than possible natural causes, how would you uh, be able to separate out the hemoglobin from the rest of the constituent elements in the blood? Would that be considered unusual to find something like that on a dead animal out in the field? Well, with our technology, it would be because it's rather complex, I believe. So you need a centrifuge. Yeah, you need need a centrifuge centrifuge. to spin the blood out. Yeah, and it's a complicated procedure. And again, you need a centrifuge, and uh, I don't think they could have done something like that on site with our technology. (laughs) And what would be the the motivation? Um, How about animals that have been found with abnormally depleted amounts of copper in the blood? Would that be another case of needing a centrifuge? Ah, well, I don't know. I can't answer that question. Because we've had some cases with extremely, almost no copper, just trace elements of copper in the blood. There are some natural uh, conditions that can lead to copper deficiency in blood, but not down to the levels that uh, um, were claimed, I think, in one um, uh, National Institute for Discovery Sciences paper, if I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. that there was a a case that was um, practically devoid of copper. Elevated copper, I could see, uh, especially, you know, near polluted, like a super fun site that we had in uh, near the San Luis Valley, about 40 miles up up into the mountains, Mm -hmm. uh, trashed the top 17, 20 miles of the Alamosa River, and then downstream from that in the valley, uh, animals were found with uh, so much 
copper and heavy metals in their blood that they actually shouldn't have been walking around. Wow. <laughs> and the EPA uh, heard there in the valley determined that there were um, excessive amounts, uh, unhealthy amounts of heavy metals. And when the, when the scientist who was in, uh, in charge of that particular project went to his, his supervisors and said, well, you know, we have to draft a press release to warn ranchers in the area who, who are watering their animals from that source. We have to warn them that this is uh, unhealthy beef, and the EPA wouldn't let him, and they fired him. He did a whistleblowing routine with uh, Westwood Magazine in Denver and spilled the beans on him. And uh, it, it's interesting, during that two-year period, I had seven mutilations along those uh, canals and waterways coming out of the Alamosa River. Uh, which were unexplained uh, horses and uh, and cattle. The case with the elevated uh, magnetite was uh, very near mm-hmm. there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this stuff, the more you get into it, the more uh, the more the bald spots appear in my head from scratching so much. Yeah. Well, you know, you ask one question, then you have six more that you you have to ask. Why is this? You know, and, and right. it generates more questions. Well, we have some questions again from our audience and. Um, Here's one from Ufology, who's uh, our, our nuts and bolts uh, guy up in, in uh, Calgary. Randall always asks good questions. As best as you can in everyday terms, can you please give us an idea of what chemical evidence you believe would be sufficient to scientifically conclude that an alien substance is present and not merely some sort of unusual chemical compound or, I, I'm adding, combination of compounds that could be manufactured by humans? I mean, what would be the smoking gun thing that you would see it and, and know? If it was a, a metal, a piece of metal, say, I would say the composition of the metal plus the isotopic ratios, if they were different from terrestrial values. Do you know what isotopic ratios are? L- let me try to explain it. Well, most of the elements have isotopes. That is, an element can have different masses because they have varying numbers of uh, neutrons in the nucleus. And let me use the example of copper to explain it. Copper has two isotopes, copper 63 and 65. I'll say the isotope I'll call copper A and copper B, so I don't have to worry about the numbers. But on Earth, the abundance of these isotopes is always the same. Uh, Copper A is 69% and copper B is 31%. It's a constant. Wherever you go on Earth, it's going to be the same amount. But in another solar system, say you go to Zeta Reticuli or Alpha Centauri, the constant might be different. And let me pull some numbers out of the air. But it's possible copper A uh, could be 55% and copper B could be 45%. So uh, we can measure these. And so if we see copper isotopes are not the same amount on Earth, like 69 and uh, 30, uh, I mean, yeah, 69 and 31, we know it has to be from another solar system. The reason for this is in the dim eons of time, in the formation of the solar system, the physical processes might be slightly different, and so in the formation of the elements, their elemental isotopic abundances might be different. By the way, we do see isotopic differences in meteors, which are extraterrestrial or from other solar system or wherever they're from. But that's basically it. So if you had a piece of metal that had abundances that did not compare to that on Earth, you know it's extraterrestrial, can't be. So that would be a thing, uh, along with the composition, that would be a definite flag. 
the only problem is on some of these, I've done some isotopic ratio measurements. I've had them done on some metal samples, and I have not found any of these uh, ratios to be different. But it, it, we know so little about the uh, aliens. Uh, it's, uh, what if they're time travelers? Uh, and they come from Earth in the first place, you know, and so maybe there wouldn't be any differences. Yeah, well, of course, we're kind of speculating here, though, about motives of aliens or even if there are aliens. Amongst all the things you've investigated and you've found a lot of strange things here, can you say this absolutely 100% did not come from Earth? No, I haven't been able to. It's just just these bizarre findings that shouldn't be there. I I cannot say that i i do have a meteor somebody sent me just recently that i could say that but as far as alien <laughs> origin yeah, there's one I, meteor i can't for... prove it i can't prove it but it's just yeah. you know collect the energy uh, the uh data and uh, whatever so you were talking about um mutilations right i i have a very interesting case that i looked at around oh seven years ago or so and this was a mutilated uh, buffalo, or a bison, I should call it. He had a name. He was uh, Frank, was found in the field with all the typical laser-like incisions and organ removal and so forth. And uh, a lady who investigates these and has a website in Canada sent me some samples, a bunch of samples. But what was really interesting was there was singed hair on the animal, and so I was sent some singed hair, and I was sent some normal hair. Well, I went about analyzing it, and uh, uh, I found that there was a substance on the singed hair, and I was able to identify it as a compound known as 3-hydroxyanthranilic acid, and I have no idea you know, this is not. This could not come from a common substance uh, introduced to the, by the farmer or from the environment of the bison. Uh, and um, well, give us an idea of what that particular substance could be used for, or, or yeah, you yeah. kind of give us an idea of what it is. Okay, first. what? Well, it, it it's a compound that, and uh, in, in, when I did a literature search, it's commonly referred. Uh, to, as a metabolic product of tryptophan. Uh, I can say tryptophan was found in high level uh, levels in a cow in Utah. This came from NIDS. Um, and it was thought that maybe the Utah animal had been sedated with uh, tryptophan before euthanasia. But I don't think this was the case for this bison because it's on the exterior of the animal. Let's look further into this anomaly. Wow, this is interesting. It sure is. we got a lot yeah. more to come with Phyllis Buttinger. And Gene and Chris, you're in... The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Attention citizens, this man has received national attention for accurately predicting every major financial trend, including the market crash of 2008. His name is Harry Dent, and in his newly released book, he is making even bigger and bolder predictions that have the potential to devastate the world economy and your personal wealth. You can get a free copy of Harry Dent's bestseller, The Demographic Cliff, containing never-before-published information by simply visiting www.harrydentresearch.com. Again, that's www.harrydentresearch.com. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. Planning to buy food storage? Wait a minute. Many companies try to confuse you with the number of servings they sell. It's not about the number of servings. It's about the number of calories. In emergencies, calories mean survival. Go to ReadySupplyFoods.com for a comparison of leading companies. Ready Supply Foods sells the most calories per dollar of any company. Our 23 entrees and breakfasts are delicious and full of nutritious calories. The new leader in value and quality. Go to ReadySupplyFoods.com today. Sciatica, lower back pain, hip pain, poor posture. If you suffer from any of these problems, get ready to relax. Introducing an amazing product that's been in the market for over 25 years, the Sacro Wedgie. It was invented by a football coach using a common sense osteopath technique. He created this device to help his athletes by isolating and supporting the sacrum, which is the keystone of our anatomy. This wedge-shaped bone is in the center of our hips, where a lot of pain starts. Simply relax 20 minutes daily on the amazingly simple Sacro Wedgie and let Gravity do the work, helping muscles rebalance and start releasing nerves. Sit in the sacral wedgie at the computer or while traveling to help correct posture to finally help relieve those stubborn aches and pains for only $33.95. It's made in the USA, so click the family-owned website at sacrowedgie.com, spelled S-A-C-R-O-W-E-D-G-Y.com, or call 1-800-737-9295. That's 1-800-737-9295. Relax your back pain away with the sacral wedgie.
Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yes, when we find anomalies, we're all just so anxious to figure out what's going on. Phyllis Budinger, tell us more. Okay, that was basically it, but as a postscript, I think... um This lady, she released my report on her website. Up until then, she had one hit on her website from a U.S. government agency. But the day after, or two or three days after, she had 164 hits by U.S. government agencies. So something... Okay, no, no, this is... Their interest, you know, so I She was in Canada, though, right? This is a Canadian case? Yes. Which uh, province? Uh, Alberta? Uh, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, okay. Uh, and this would have been 2008? Uh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, was Fern uh, Brazil, I think, uh, d- did you ever talk with Fern uh, Brazil? He, no. he's, he covered uh, in the late 90s and early 2000s, he covered Saskatchewan and Alberta. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm trying to, trying to remember who this woman could be. Um, you don't have uh, to Barb Campbell. Barb Campbell. Okay, the name does kind of ring a bell. Wow, yeah, that's I, I, uh, yeah, that's interesting. So this this particular compound was found on the the singed hair samples. What you're saying, yeah. and, and not found on the other um, the control no, sample. No, the other the other samples I didn't do much with because they were pretty well degraded by the time I got them. But the hide samples and stuff. But uh, that was the hair sample was it, it threw me, and I have no explanation for it except. What I mentioned about the the tryptophan, and so you're, when you say the government uh, hit count went to, <laughs> yeah, times yeah, they, 60. yeah, went from no, that's yeah, U.S. Well, government, correct? That's not Canadian yeah, government. Yeah, it's, it's U.S. US government. government, U.S. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So you know, I, something there picked their interest. That's <laughs> so I don't know what I found. Now, did they did they actually send uh, hide samples from the incisional area? I I think she's sent some samples like that, but they were pretty smelly and degraded by the time I got them, and they weren't shipped properly. So, Well, um, it's good to use formalin. That always helps. <laughs> yeah. Because I would have been interested to, to hear if there was any uh, cauterized capillaries, um, you know, heated up uh, he, um, fat in the tissue and that sort of mm-hmm. thing, uh, hemoglobin. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's very interesting. I've never heard that before. I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of things have been found in mutilated cattle, including mescaline, nicotine, barbiturates, coagulants, anticoagulants, every type of tranquilizer you can think of, ketamine. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, barbiturates. <laughs> so, yeah, we need to do more work. Unfortunately, we can't get to most cases in a timely manner because yeah, right. scientists like you have to open up packages that you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhere <kinda>, pretty bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, my girlfriend a couple of times made me strip outside and hose me down with cold water before she would let me come to the house. <laughs> and throw those clothes away. <laughs> yeah, well, there's nothing like a little Vicks under your nose uh, when you're yeah, down into yeah. these things. Oh, my God. Well, you wanted to talk about some other cases that you've had uh, the opportunity to analyze uh, other materials. Um I mean, how many? Well, approximately how many cases uh, have you been asked to uh, to become involved with? Uh, can you give us a ballpark? Or let's see, I'd say almost a hundred. Wow. Well, besides the Delphos case, uh, what's the most intriguing one? Well, of course, the Betty Hill dress uh, was. Oh, let's talk about that. Oh, I totally forgot about that. That you. Uh, Right, that Kathleen uh, got you the dress, and uh, yeah, she did. Oh yeah, this will be interesting, uh, Jane. What do you think? Yeah, we should follow that up. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least it's not panties coming from New Zealand. Uh, <laughs> oh please! But then you know, if you read about that, you know what makes it crazier is that I saw the emails from that person in New Zealand describing in explicit detail how those things got soiled. Oh, forget it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I want to read about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's talk Betty Hill and, and the uh, the infamous dress. Uh, not okay. many. I, I don't think there's many people that really know that some work was done on that dress. And yeah. And uh, I, let's let's talk about it. Do your listeners know the case? Maybe you should go over the case. And We've had the background uh, on any analysis is you've got to get as much background information. Right. And possible. we've covered the, the Hill case on a number of times, uh, okay. not only with Kathleen, but with other abduction researchers. So I think most okay. of our, most of our listeners are aware that uh, this could be called the first real, I guess, documented uh, case of alien abduction, yeah, really. uh, claimed alien abduction. Uh, this is back in the early sixties. Life magazine uh, finally covered it. And, John Fuller uh, mm-hmm. wrote yes. Interrupted Journey, which uh, mm-hmm. I read as a kid, uh, I think in high school. So I think most people are aware of the of the case. But uh, And also Betty Hill, uh, it, it, just as a little aside here, she actually did a very good job investigating the only known cattle mutilation case in New Hampshire. Did you know that? No, no she no, I didn't. Yeah, she wrote up a, quite a, a very uh, professionally uh, well written a uh, piece on what turned out to be the only calculation ever reported in New Hampshire of uh, starring Betty Hill. <laughs> so anyway, why don't you go ahead and, and, and uh, okay. set it up. How did you get a hold of the dress? Okay. About 2001, I, I didn't, uh, I became aware that the dress she was wearing uh, during the abduction existed. I didn't know that. And I read about it in the MUFON journal, which was the 40th anniversary commemoration issue of the event. So that's when I contacted Kathy Marden, Betty's niece, and soon she sent me uh, some uh, swatches from the dress. And I I should tell you the details about the dress. You hear about the story, but it it helped a lot for me to make some interesting speculations. Not many uh, details on the dress history are documented, but the dress she wore that night was new. it was worn only one other day during that weekend, but not be- not the day before the abduction. Therefore, which was fortunate, it had never been laundered and uh, so forth. And when the abduction began, uh, Betty recalls that two beings were on each side of her and escorted her to the craft with their 
uh, hands under her arms, and she told me, she said, I put up a hell of a fight before I crossed the threshold, she said. And I asked with, whether she hit with her hands, and uh, and she said, oh, no, I kicked like hell because my arms were restricted. Well, the dress obviously suffered stresses. And then while on the craft, uh, she remembers that halfway through the physical, they decided to remove the dress, and they had difficulties with the zipper. And uh, once removed, she said the dress ended up in a heap on the, on the craft floor. And um, well, what happened was uh, she got home. Um, she put the dress folded in the bottom of the closet, and it remained there for several days. Then she finally removed it, and it was covered with a pink powder. So she threw it in the trash, and then she quickly changed her mind. She put it out in the doors in the sun, and the powder blew away, unfortunately. (laughs) But not all of it did, I don't believe. But it left stains, uh, all pink stains all over. And these were where the entities had touched the dress, interesting enough. Uh, And the lining on on the right side was torn from the waist to the hem and the top of the zipper was ripped. And, of course, because of the damage, it couldn't be worn again. Well, um, uh, I took, um, I did a lot of analysis on this. It's actually um, reference number 25 in Greenwald's uh, uh, Black Vault Archives. Well, I noticed that I could make some conclusions. Well, it was obvious that the pink areas of the dress uh, suffered, you know, some kind of chemical effects, and both the dye and the fiber were attacked. And there was a biologically derived material on there, and I think I'm pretty sure that it's mildew. And um, the highest concentration uh, was in the pink areas. And it was found mostly to be on the exterior of the dress, uh, not the interior, uh, except for the underarm swatch. Then that was totally permeated with that. So I could definitely say that uh, these were not elimination products from Betty or body respiration, uh, you know, uh, or elimination products. And there's um, traces amounts of natural common materials like uh, dust and so forth that you'd find on a dress which hung in a closet. Let's do our break here and continue with this analysis of that dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about garment that was worn by one of Bill Clinton's girlfriends. We're talking no. about <laughs> Betty Hill's dress. <laughs> okay, just want to clarify that for no okay. reason, whatever. Okay. We've got... Sure, let's continue. With Gene and Chris, you're in a fascinating episode. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. 
DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. <laughs> Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Betty Hill's dress. Phyllis Buttinger, tell us more. Okay, um, well, the stuff I found, you know, you, you, you could not say it was from an alien or unknown source. Uh, I did have DNA analysis done. And I just want to mention one thing. Most of it was human DNA and that. But there was one uh, that uh, was called, um, they found a uh, bacteria, and it was called proteobacterium. And this is soil bacteria, which could be picked up anywhere. And um, if the dress was on the ground, it could have gotten there easily. Uh, but because of the location of the bacteria, which was on the left sleeve, it's, it's, uh, if Betty was wearing the dress, she would have to be in the prone position flat on the ground at some point. And uh, this is highly unlikely. And the only time we know that the dress was on the ground was when the dress was removed from Betty in the craft and thrown crumpled on the uh, craft uh, floor. And I think some of this bacteria could easily have been from soil dirt on the floor uh, brought in on footwear worn by Betty and the entities because the abduction did take place on a dirt road. So I think uh, that was interesting. And um, I do have some speculations uh, from the analysis. And, again, a lot of background from Betty is, uh, is, was necessary for this. What this dress was literally a new dress that was reduced to a rag as a result of some, something bizarre happening. Uh, that's absolutely no question. And from the chemical analysis I did, uh, it supports Betty's account of the event. And I found nothing, nothing at all that would contradict her story. So I have some speculations. Uh, Betty told me there was a most unpleasant unidentifiable odor on the craft. 
And I think this odor could have emanated uh, from the craft occupants and could be the result of, uh, well, natural body elimination of oils or respiratory agents. So I guess some alien sweat and smell. Uh, these, uh, I think, were transformed to the dress on contact. And as I said before, uh, the pink areas are most profound right around the top of the dress and especially around the sleeves where the entities gripped uh, Betty as they uh, took her to and from the craft. And wherever there was contact on the dress by aliens, there was uh, pink discoloration. I think uh, what happened is... Uh, the uh, biological components on the dress were probably also on her skin because, uh, I didn't mention this, but uh, both her and um, Barney felt really clammy and dirty after the event. Um, well, I don't think that the stuff that was originally deposited on the dress directly caused the discoloration to pink because Betty found it days later when she took the dress out of the closet. I think the substance was probably moist, and so the moisture, moisture did, uh, didn't dissipate because she had folded the dress up. And I think this moist substance served as a nutrient for a natural biological growth, which I think was mildew. And this grew, and days later the dress dried, and the powdery residue uh, from this whatever grew, uh, uh, it remained. So it was the mildew-type material that I feel caused the discoloration and possibly interacted with the dress fiber. And uh, uh, by the way, um, let's see, the entity on the right, when she had the uh, uh, scuffle, uh, when, it was, when they were taking her across the uh, threshold, I think took the brunt of her attack because this is where the lining is ripped. And also it's noted that the right sleeve swatch is totally permeated with the, uh, the mildew-like material. And so I think a tighter grip on her was necessary. Well, Betty was right-handed, too, so that would have been her, her go-to hand to fight, yeah, fight, yeah. fight off something. Um, and also, um, oh, other things, um, I think that the soil bacteria uh, remained, and well, I previously mentioned that I, I think it got, it was tracked in, it was from dirt tracked in by the uh, the uh, craft and, when, and picked up by the dress when it was on the floor. So um, anyway, uh, it's rather interesting. Some people might say, well, why didn't uh, Barney's clothes turn pink or this color? Well, as soon as he got home that, on the day of the... Uh, um, event, he had uh, all of his clothes and everything cleaned. So uh, that didn't happen to his clothes. But um, anyhow, that's about what I came to the conclusion. Um, I think uh, it supports whatever she said. Uh, there were other things and uh, other fragments I found on there, but you know, it, those were the most. Um, uh, profound, like for instance, I found some uh, spider blood where she sat on a on a bench uh, when she had a hot dog on her way down because she sat on a spider, <laughs> and a lot of things like that. But everything that she said, it just just followed perfectly. But wouldn't there be something if this dress had been in a spacecraft that would indicate coming into contact with something that was not of this Earth? 
Not necessarily. I'm just asking. Well, I think that she did come in contact with something. I think the uh, aliens uh, uh, respiratory products. And I think that's that can be explained. I think that's what caused the whole whole generation of mildew and whole nine yards. And uh, so she, they, she, and she did mention the odor. And I said, "What did it smell like?" You know, the earliest analytical uh, instruments ever made was man's five senses. So I always ask that to people: "What did it? What, what?" did it smell like when you went into the craft? She says, I don't know. It was most unpleasant, she says. And then later on, uh, Kathy told me that he thought it smelled like marigolds. So that's the closest she could come. It smelled like what? Marigolds. You know oh, marigolds. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of a... Yeah, they're they're not too fragrant. I mean, they're fragrant, but they're... Not too. They don't smell so good. Even the deer won't go near them. Well, they 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 actually, if you plant them around your garden, they help keep bugs away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of a see. bitter, cloying. It's kind of hard to describe. Peppery, almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's irritating smell. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, how about other uh, abduction cases? Have you been asked to analyze other articles of clothing? I would think that uh, that this would be an automatic no-brainer for people like David Jacobs, uh, the, the late Bud Hopkins, and others to have bed clothing analyzed that uh, that were allegedly worn during one of these types of uh, visitations or abductions. Uh, has anyone ever contacted you uh, further about doing work with current uh, cases? Let's hold that answer till our next segment, and we'll have more with Phyllis Sputtinger, and we'll find out whether she's been contacted by anyone else involved in researching UFO abduction cases after having analyzed that dress worn by Betty Hill. Oh, boy. Now, the last two episodes of After the Paracast have been special. So, two weeks ago, we continued our 10th anniversary roundtable with Paul Kimball, Greg Bishop, and Gogs Mackay. And last week, our three listeners, part of our listener roundtable, Sue, Ufology, and Stoneheart, stayed for the second show. You can get after the PowerCast if you're a member of the PowerCast Plus. You also get the ad-free version of this show with higher quality audio. We're delivering show transcripts now. We'll have a special section for classic ad-free episodes. So lots out there. More to come. If you want to learn more about the PowerCast Plus, go to plus.thepowercast.com. That's P- L-U-S dot theparacast dot com. Good stuff, Gene. Oh, it's really good stuff. And we want to get into a lot of the remaining questions from our listeners and more. You're with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. If you're fascinated by UFOs, ancient aliens, archaeological mysteries, ghost hunting, Atlantis, and any other paranormal topic as we are, be sure to check out apmagazine.info each month. Since 1985, it has presented the latest research by top researchers like Andrew Collins, Brad Steiger, and many others, and contains interviews with such leading personalities as Jacques Vallée. Check, click on one of their banners and check out apmagazine.info. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. 
DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Attention citizens, this man has received national attention for accurately predicting every major financial trend, including the market crash of 2008. His name is Harry Dent, and in his newly released book, he is making even bigger and bolder predictions that have the potential to devastate the world economy and your personal wealth. You can get a free copy of Harry Dent's bestseller, The Demographic Cliff, containing never-before-published information by simply visiting www.harrydentresearch.com. Again, that's www.harrydentresearch.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we have Phyllis Budinger with a question on the table. It's sitting there on the table. Let me get it right now. Here it is. See? question on the table but it's not on that piece of paper that's just my show schedule so phyllis 
as you were asked, been in contact with anyone else with regard to a UFO abduction case? Yes, I'm working on one right now. But uh, the uh, Kathy Harden uh, sent me a T-shirt a couple of years ago, and I just finished. I did a lot of work on it, and darn, I can't find anything on it. It's uh, it was faded. She says, "Is it related to what happened to Betty's dress?" Well, I could the only thing I could tell it was it definitely was not the same same thing that happened to uh, Betty's dress. Uh, there was no substance on it that I could identify, and either that substance was gone, or either it was some kind of an energy source that caused the coloration. That's all I could come up with, but uh, I did a lot of work on that. Uh, it, it, a lot of these samples that come in are actually research projects, and the clothing is one such thing. You know, it takes me a long time, and I try everything I can think of. I put my whole bag of analytical tricks on this t-shirt and uh, at least I could say no this was entirely different than uh, uh, what happened to Betty Hill's dress but I couldn't pick up anything outside of common mundane things you'd find on a a t-shirt this was a a different substance than Betty I mean it was cotton Betty's dress was cellulose acetate it was um, the dye and fiber had not been attacked like Betty's uh, there was absolutely no substance identifiable on there, and uh, on and on. So uh, the speculations I made were, that was the best I could come up with. There's nothing there. So it was there, or uh, it was an energy source or something. Well, certainly we're getting slightly graphic here. If someone claims that they were sexually probed by aliens or somehow involved in an effort to create a hybrid humanoid alien. There ought to be some kind of physical evidence around, unless E.T. is being very circumspect and cleaning everything up. Well, they're cagey, I'll tell you, from what I've been, the stuff I've been getting. They're cagey. Yeah, maybe they have some sort of um, energy uh, process that... That totally uh, yeah. erases all you, trace yeah. of something. You just you, you just don't know. Well, the interesting thing about this one was the man's cell phone was on and recording, and toward the end of the recording, there was a purple neon type light that was on the on the phone, and I don't know if it's related or not. But that's again, that's where the background information comes in handy. Was it connected with that? And interesting enough, the T-shirt, when he uh, woke up, he sat on the edge of the bed at 4 o'clock in the morning, and uh, next thing he knew it was 8 o'clock, and his T-shirt was on inside out and backwards. So um, I could tell things like, okay, he said he was sweating profusely. I could say, okay, the sweat was more um, um, abundant on the uh, inside which meant, since it was inside out when he was there, that the lion's share of the perspiration came uh, before the shirt was removed. I, I could find out all kinds of things like that. But uh, to find out what it was, I uh, caused it, I don't know. Uh, the perspiration was um, uh, the only thing I could find in abundance, and I don't think that caused the staining. And besides, here's the interesting thing about that. It was. It had all pink fading spots, faded spots on there, but it gradually restored back to its original color. 
over time. And I, I couldn't tell. Wow, right that's way. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's a weird one. And um, so. How, how could you explain that uh, with a, with a, a mundane? They, yeah, unless, again, some energy source and something. Uh, yeah, but promoted. is there anything anything conventional that, that could account for that kind of, uh, of um, effect? Well, I'll tell you. If your listeners out there are listening, please tell me, because I put UV light on it, infrared light on it. I put it in the microwave. I did everything trying to uh, turn it. You know, a pink color. My speculation was that maybe there was an energy source that raised things up to a higher, higher energy level, and then it slowly released itself, and the color yeah. went back. I don't know. But but why pink? That's interesting. There's a correlation yeah. there between the Hill case, you know, 50 years yeah. before. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, but uh, still, it was not the same thing. That uh, definitely not the same process that uh, happened to the bitty. Right, but it's the same color. Yeah, I know. I know. So maybe these are um, I don't know, um, fashionably challenged uh, aliens that are still stuck in the the pink and uh, pastel 80s or something. (laughs) (laughs) I I have some other... I think I even had a pink jacket back then, actually. (laughs) Pink and black, yeah. 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 Oh my uh, goodness. Well, why uh, haven't more people contacted you? I, I would think that you'd yeah, be I'll inundated. Yeah, I'll tell you. I, I've got some more clothing now from a more recent event that happened here in Ohio. And uh, it was a missing time uh, in a state park where, where some fishermen. It's it's very similar to the Allegish story. Right, right. And um, uh, at night, uh, something happened. Uh, missing time they woke up the campfire was out and i have all the clothing from them and uh, i'm just working on that now yeah you're gonna find fish guts salmon eggs bacon grease uh probably a little whiskey yeah well i have been i found the guy was a construction worker and i found paint on the front but you know i'm just working on it uh one thing that interests me and it might not mean anything but um i found on the sleeves um stains that could only be observed by UV light, putting them over. Oh. So I'm, I'm focusing on, on that now, and I'm yeah. trying to isolate that so I can get a better look at it. Yeah, there are, there are some uh, uh, lubricants and automotive products that yeah. uh, that, that fluoresce. Exactly, so. yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'm getting, uh, I'm extracting, and I'm doing things on that, and I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll find something like that mundane. Well, you've got yeah. the bag of tricks to uh, to throw at the <laughs> at the equation here. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh man, this is great stuff. This kind of show I like, Phyllis, when we can oh. actually talk to a real scientist doing real science and uh, with a an objective uh, view of this particular these mysteries, if we will. But you keep seeing uh, saying aliens. It sounds like you really have a, a sense that we are being visited by extraterrestrials uh of course you did mention the the possibility of dimensional some sort of metaterrestrial if you will or even time you know chrononauts maybe it's andrew basaggio uh, coming back from the future trying to <laughs> mess with everybody um before we go on and we go back to the future man well all right that's where we have the flying roller derbies and everything and the flying cars why don't we have flying cars as they had in Back to the Future. Well, I'm really do. concerned over that. They do. They're, they're just now coming out. Yeah, well, I guess we were late. 
They even have a, a, a flying drone that can seat a pilot. Well, I'm very conceited myself. We have Phyllis Budinger with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Serious investors and traders want to make 81% return in 60 seconds? Use the same secret algorithm professional hedge fund managers use to make billions of dollars of profits. Turn $250 into $4,903 in just seven clicks of a mouse. Our tool is so simple that my 82-year-old grandmother can use it to make insane stock market profits. Go to BigBuckRiches.com. Watch the free video before the hedge funds make us take it down. Go to BigBuckRiches.com. From the Robert Allen System, current returns not indicative of future results. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. It's no secret that pathogens such as bacteria, viruses, moles, and fungus can inflict severe damage in the human body. Fortunately, a new and vastly improved silver solution has been developed. Supernatural Silver is a revolutionary broad-spectrum antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal solution that can be used inside the body as well as on the skin. Supernatural Silver is unique and superior to colloidal and ionic silvers using a patented technology that is highly effective against colds, flus, infections, food poisoning, and yeast, in addition to many other pathogens. Supernatural Silver is scientifically supported, extremely safe, and is the number one choice of thousands of people for immune system support. Find out how Supernatural Silver could change your life. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code HEALTHY for 20% off. That's SupernaturalSilver.com. And like us on Facebook. Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hey guys, Pat Matthews here to tell you about the newest and best way to sell products online. It's buysellmakeoffer.com, an enormously revolutionary way to sell your stuff online. It's time to clean out the garage, your old golf clubs, sports equipment, tools, and yes, even your car. Forget about the way the other guys have taken more than their share from you when the sales were finalized. Look, it's happened to me over and over and over. Then I found buysellmakeoffer.com. They will never charge you item fees. Just go there right now to sign up and load all your stuff to our server to sell. This is not an auction site. Sell your car. Sell your home. Realtor, sign up now. Just use our resources along with Skype and videos, then add your creativity to sell your items quickly and with no fees. Go right now to buysellmakeoffer.com and sign up. The excitement is building. I've signed up to sell my stuff with buysellmakeoffer.com. You should too. Buysellmakeoffer.com. 
This is Holly Thomas, Group Vice President of Cause Marketing for Macy's. Our company is working together with the March of Dimes through March for Babies to raise money and awareness about the serious problem of premature birth in the U.S. That's why Macy's is committed to raising funds through our employees, customers, family, and friends to improve the health of moms and babies everywhere. Won't you please join us in March for Babies? Start a team today at marchforbabies.org. This is Kurt Seventy, author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. With Gene and Chris and Phyllis Spottinger, we're looking at nuts and bolts UFO research. So let me ask you, Phyllis, we've covered a number of cases here. Betty Hill's dress, Delphos, Kansas, things that you've analyzed. Is there anything anywhere that gives us any real clues as to the origins of UFOs? The orig- origins, I, your guess is as good as mine. I, uh, I lean toward the, the, the dimensional one because of the, the craft that I saw go disappear. But I think it could be both, extraterrestrial and um, dimensional. It could be. But I uh, have yet to see any isotopic ratio differences for extraterrestrial, but I've only li- looked at limited samples, very limited and I uh, just need more data to put it all together. You've got to find the pattern, and I'm not, I haven't found anything yet. The only thing I've ever seen was these glowing effects, and, which indicates something about the propulsion system. It, we just need more data, a lot more data. Well, I think after all these years, is there a reason you think why we don't have that data? I mean, even if we start UFOs in 1947, which of course is not where it would generally start, why is it that way? I suppose a lot of this stuff has not been properly analyzed. Because I don't know of anybody that did a really great job of it in the, in the past. I can remember reading about some techniques that were done on some samples in the past that were totally preposterous to use that. Why would you use something that, you know, that you put through a chromatic graphic column that... Uh, was uh, not uh, soluble in something, or or <laughs> why would you send a sample to a, a, a doctor, an MD? That happened a number of times. They think a doctor, because he's, <laughs> he's a doctor, knows all about analysis of materials, you know, or it was sent to the wrong people. A, a well, he's lot got of lots of fancy gear, you know? He's got lots Pardon? of fancy gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, I, I think that the people that have been analyzing this, some people were very good, but they uh, it has never been archived. I haven't seen much data in the literature. Uh, some have. Uh, uh, I think um, the angel hair stuff, a lot of work was done on that that was uh, reliable. Uh, well, at first I didn't think so, but I found out that a lot of it that comes in is mostly spider web and you can see that just by a microscope because it has little droplets on it and sometimes eggs but uh yeah but real angel hair usually disappears i mean it it dissolves away and i yeah i had one case like that most of the stuff about all the stuff i ever saw was uh spider hair but i had one case where uh it wasn't the typical uh spider hair uh i mean angel hair 
it uh, sort of uh, dissolved, and it was a foamy material, and it did dissolve and uh, went away and uh, uh, before I could do much work on it. So uh, it was a problem, but I did find it was a natural product. We, we did some, I had a friend of mine do with this a method called GCMS, and uh, he also uh, Headspace GCMS to look at the vapors and stuff. And it was a lot of natural uh, products, uh, decomposition products from, right. uh, I call them amides, I don't know what. Have you ever heard of a yellowish kind of slightly oily material that is uh, mostly translucent, kind of reminds you of, of, of a clear orange marmalade? Type material that's uh, that's that's oily and has some bubbles in it. Um, I uh, collected some off, actually, the neck uh, of my very first uh, field investigation, and I sealed it in a film container and signed my name. And it was duct taped closed and all that, and we sent it that day overnight to Denver, um, and it arrived the next morning. And when uh, John Altshuler opened up the vial, there was nothing in the vial, nothing. And we mm. had collected enough material to put a nice blob on a quarter. So there was, you know, quite a bit of material there. Um, and he did a, a test on the vial and said not only was the material gone, he said it, the, the only thing that had ever been in the container was film. <laughs> mm. Have you ever ever had heard that? This yellow kind no, of material? I've heard no, of it on I other have, few cases. I, you know, uh Funny you should mention that because I got a sample from um, New Hampshire. Where, where, where is it? I think this is an experiencer. Uh, there's a lot of high UFO activity in this area. And she sent me a rubber glove, which she found this material, gooey, something like that, outside, and it, it dissolved the glove. And I'm trying to figure out what it is, and uh, I'm not very far in the analysis, but uh, I've got a lot of spectra on it, but I, I'm in process of interpreting it. So it might be something similar to what you had. She, she, she described it uh, um, similar as yellow in color and kind of... Yeah, it's sort of yellowish, and of course the glove is yellow too, but it's, it's, it's a gooey, sticky material, yeah. and, and, it, and it actually attacked the rubber glove and dissolved it. Well, interesting. Where she touched it. So, well, if uh, it's the same stuff, it should have it should have uh, burnt into or dissolved uh, the plastic of the film canister. You would think, but yeah, you know, you yeah. can't assume anything in this room. No, no, no. Well, have you, you know, you've been interested in these subjects for quite a number of years now, uh, going on 20 years uh, in terms of being officially involved and doing testing and that sort of thing. Have you got any sort of uh, negativity or blowback from uh, the professional community that, uh, you know, you've been obviously working for 30, 35 years uh, as a professional analytical chemist? Uh, have you had any snitting or uh, have you had people supporting your work and saying, wow, you know, I, I wish I had the gumption to do that or whatever? Right? Or do you keep try to keep everything separate? Do your colleagues know that you're even involved in this? Oh, yeah, they know. They know. Um, uh, in fact, um, I, there's only two that uh, didn't want to uh, don't uh, follow the topic. Well, they don't believe in the topic, and there's only been a couple that have at least said it to me, but uh, they all ask me all kinds of questions. Um, and some, in fact, some have even had suggestions for analysis. I haven't had the, the 
backlash uh, that, that, that bad. I think a lot of them offered to help. I sort of recall an incident that happened. Uh, it was after I retired. A friend of mine was working for a large company in the analytical area, and he asked me, he said, could you come over and help us out for a while? And I said, okay, yeah, so I went over there and worked for a couple months. And they had, uh, well, like most companies, they had project reviews. You would, everybody has a turn over the year. And some guy asked uh, me, one of the scientists there, he found out, um, he says, what are you doing with this lab of yours? You know, he found out. ahead. I says, well, I'm looking at UFO-related material. He says, you know, if you gave a project review on that, he said, you wouldn't be have, be have enough have enough chairs for uh, all the people to come in. We'd have to open the doors. Oh, and no I kidding. That was, that was a comment he made, you know. Wow. And uh, so, um, they, in fact, uh, some of the people I worked with, um, they, um, uh, after they left the, our company, the petroleum company, could get uh moved out of town, some formed their own uh, testing labs. And, uh, in fact, one of the fellows that does my, um, he's one of the experts in the field, ICPMS technique, which he does some of the isotopic ratios, and uh, he's very interested in it. Though he won't uh, uh, discuss his name in public, he's very interested, and he runs anything that I, I bring over to him. And there's another uh, one that I just contacted the other day on the West Coast out in your area, actually in, near the San Diego area, who does uh, certain tests that I need, um, XRD and so forth. Let me ask you on the next segment something about that, because I'm curious about one thing with regard to scientific participation. Mm-hmm. We have Phyllis Budinger with Gene and Chris for one more segment. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do, in fact, pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality, American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. 
No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. You haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shot the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Oh, $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have Phyllis Budinger, winner of the 2013 MUFON Ufologist of the Year. Phyllis, okay, so you're in touch with these scientists who are basically working on the QT. Mm-hmm. Is that a big problem we see that there may be a lot of potential scientific interest, but they don't want to be publicly linked to the UFO stuff. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, when I did the Delphos report, for instance, I wanted to acknowledge I, everybody that contributed to it. Uh, the good thing was everybody said, okay, use my name back, you know. But one guy didn't. He says, no, I don't want to be connected to this. And he was about to leave for Argonne, too, the National Laboratory. He says, no, I don't want my name on it. So, right. and, uh, yeah, and uh, what the interesting thing is on that, though, I've had gone to meetings, and I've had a few people, scientists, come up and ask me if uh, they could run some tests for me if uh, I wanted them to. So, um but it's on the QT. So. Well, well, do you think that this this uh, 
I don't know, I guess professional um, reticence of getting slimed by this subject. Do you think that this is slowly changing and that maybe the younger um, professionals coming up in the scientific community are a little less reticent to uh, be associated with this subject? Or do you think it's just... I think definitely changing. It is changing, good. Yeah. Because I would hope this is not a predictable institutional uh, problem. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, there's more and more sightings, and a lot of this, and you go out, uh, like on these programs, like my doctor, he saw a UFO, and they say, hmm, you know, maybe we ought to look into this a little bit more, you know. But they, they don't want to jeopardize their position wherever they're working, and I can understand that. I didn't talk too much about it at work, but they knew I was involved with it, but... Uh, but then again, I wasn't as actively involved. I was reading a lot and, right. and that type of thing. So Yeah, getting yeah, the background uh, work yeah, done. Yeah, I think it's changing. You're, you're such a sweetheart, too. I, I, I enjoyed so much meeting you um, earlier this fall. And, you know, you just have, just have a, a, a very kind of effortless way about you. And I don't see how anybody could... <laughs> get mad at you for anything actually because you, you you know you just you're such a sweetheart i, I i'm not you know blowing smoke uh here um i've been wanting to meet you for a long time and it was a real pleasure finally meeting you and i'll tell you i know where i'm gonna go if i have some you know quality site evidence or trace evidence or you know something that you would be able to uh to have some fun with i i would be very honored if you would be involved in any sort of analytical process i'd love to do it it's fun it's it's really fun work it's not boring obviously (laughs) well you never know I mean, gosh, if you come up with a, a, a new isotope of, of some um, compound or metal or something, you could win the Nobel Prize. Oh, I doubt that. But <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. I mean, there's the potential for some amazing scientific breakthroughs. Is It could be in the very next uh, package coming in from a, a site uh, investigator. You just don't know. We no, don't right. know unless we do the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, my hat's off to you. Uh, this has been, again, I don't say this very often, but this has been one of my absolute favorite episodes in the past six years, seven years of being involved with the show. You know, I really salute you and your courage and, you know, your stick to and and be willing to become informed about the subject, number one, and then be creative in how to apply your particular talents and expertise to this conundrum. Anything that we can do here at the Paracast to aid you in that, uh, you just let us know. And, um, you know, my hat's off to you, Phyllis. You're a, a real, well, I can't say unsung hero because you won the Best of the Year Award. So, uh, you know, keep up the good work. And I, I just hope that uh, you have somebody that you're, uh, you have under your wing, that you're, you've got somebody to help carry on the work too uh once you get to the point where you're not really capable of of really doing the work you know we're all getting older and you know we need to get the young people involved so this is really important okay now let me ask you you. as we progress here to a final portion of the show and that is all right you're not doctrinaire about ufo origins you're trying to be really fair consider the evidence take it where it leads do you think we'll ever get to an answer it's been so many decades and it seems to me as if we really haven't made all that much progress as much work has been done. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure we'll get to an answer. Uh, our spacecraft are up there. Uh, we're discovering and the technology is going rampant. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll come out. But I think whatever this is, is controlling this. 
that is, uh, it won't come through government or things like that. It'll come through the people. It's uh, People will become aware that they're not living in a bubble, that there's something out there. And well, it's- that presupposes, Phyllis, sorry to cut you short. We don't have much time. We have to keep it short. Okay. That presupposes there's an ET origin, and that's not been proven yet. Do you think the government even yeah. has anything more than just more cases rather than any firm evidence as to what's going on? Uh, I think um, they do. Uh, I've talked to a few military personnel, and, yeah, they they have more than they're saying. So uh, they probably have everything analyzed and that, and here I'm in the grassroots trying to figure it out, and they probably can tell me everything and why why the rocks were dropped and (laughs) why the... Betty Hill's dress was messed up and all kinds of things. So I, uh, uh, so anyhow, it's. You you think they know a heck of a lot more than we do? That's why they're yeah, yeah. probably a heck of a lot more confused. Yeah, well, that could be. Yeah, it could be. So there, there's evidence for this. I, you know, uh, I have some friends and so forth that have told me things. Uh, Again, the military uh, had a friend here last night who was dealing with someone in the Canadian military, uh, was telling me things that uh, that they knew. And they, <laughs> uh, they, he wanted to, I guess, um, they wanted to keep up with this guy very closely, to, and he was supposed to tell him everything he found. He had visitors from the, from the military. This guy had a military, visitors from the so-called black men in black, and another strange visitor that he thought could be um, out of this world. But uh, you, you hear stories about that so many times. So Wow, uh, we're going to have yeah. to have you back for another episode, talk yeah. about these things. Oh. Well, I don't I'm not going to go into depth because, you know, it's you wonder, and I don't know these, some of these people probably don't want to want to talk about it. Do you ever think but, maybe uh, these people are making up stories just for your benefit? Some are. Uh, and I've caught some of them, you know, but uh, but uh, a lot of them aren't. And a lot of them, they won't tell anybody else normally, especially abductees. Uh, they won't tell anybody, but when they find out what I'm in, they'll start telling me stories. I don't pass it on, so they know, they trust me. So, Isn't that what we always hear, unfortunately? Mm-hmm. We get that close, some tantalizing tidbit of information is conveyed. We try to follow it through. Mm-hmm. It just never seems yeah. to happen. Yeah. Phyllis Buttinger, please tell our listeners if they want more information about what you do, you have a site or somewhere we can go? No, I don't. I, I try to keep a low profile. That's why. <laughs> no, I don't have a, a site. I should do that, though, because I would like to post all the reports on one site, and that should be archived somewhere. John Greenwald has some of it. Um, well, how about if we get one of our, our wonderful uh, uh, family members here at the Paracast to help you out? We have some real good web people. Well, I, I could think about that, yeah. Okay, okay let me wrap yeah. it. Okay, so if you think you can help Phyllis Buttinger or you wish to contact her, contact us. On the Paracast, we have those contact us links at theparacast.com and on the forums. Just click on those, send us a message, and if necessary, we'll get you in touch with Phyllis. 
I want to tell you also that we're on Twitter. You can send us a tweet, too. Look for the Paracast on Twitter. Look for two official Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. Look to our other radio show, After the Paracast, which is exclusively available if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus. We offer the Paracast Plus with After the Paracast. We offer this radio show, better quality audio, without the network ads. For those who don't want to fast forward, we have show transcripts, videos. We're going to put up classic episodes real soon now. I have the first batch to upload. More to come. To find out more, go to plus, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. Just use that web address, plus dot theparacast.com. Phyllis Buttinger, thank you for joining us this week on The Paracast. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. 